Ryan Fitzpatrick is still starting the league, Lamar Jackson is a running back, and the Dallas Cowboys are going to lose week one. Football's back, baby. Let's get it. Welcome back, folks. Been a while. Been quite a while. Um, I apologize for the inconsistency in my uploads. Obviously, uh, about a year's time is not the greatest, but, you know, life happens, things happen, football happens, which is going to be happening this weekend, and that's what I want to talk about today. Welcome to the Sports Burrito. Let's get right into it. Some marquee week one matchups in the league. Eagles versus Falcons leading off for this list. Starting off, we look at the Eagles and the quarterback position and second-year starter Jalen Hurts out of the University of Alabama. As a rookie, Jalen Hurts threw six touchdowns to start in four games in 2020. We're looking for this guy to really pop off and have a solid year. He's a freak athlete, mobile. He can sling it. He has probably the best work ethic or at least unmatched work ethic in the league. Um, Watching him in college, he was always lifting weights after, you know, big games. He was always on his teammates about plays and play calls and how to execute and be the best that they can. So I think that leadership is something that Philly has needed for a while, and now that they have it, it should help them moving forward. Additionally, on the outside, Devonta Smith is debuting as an NFL wide receiver, the Heisman winner from the University of Alabama as well, tallied up 3,946 yards and 46 total touchdowns while at the University of Alabama. Let's see how he does. He did face some criticisms purely based on just frame and size. He is a smaller guy coming into the league as a wide receiver too, so one of the biggest concerns that I heard was his over-the-middle play on things like slants and short routes. Can he take those hits? Can he catch the ball and be ready for contact immediately? We're going to find out. I think he's going to transition very well. He's a very smart football player. His IQ is off the charts, and he knows how to make a play when it's needed. So let's find out what happens. Um, on the other side of the ball, we're going to look at the Atlanta Falcons now. With their first-round pick, Kyle Pitts, making his debut as a Falcon, the lengthy tight end is a new target for veteran Matt Ryan, given the departure of Julio Jones in the offseason to the Tennessee Titans. That defense still has a lot of question marks, pretty young, really not much talent across the board. They finished bottom of the league in 2020 in most defensive stats, so that's probably going to be the biggest if for this team this year. But if you're looking for a wide receiver to produce a lot this year, Calvin Ridley could pop off on a lot of boards. He was pretty much locked back as the two when Julio Jones was still there in 2020, but now that that wide receiver room has opened up a little more with his departure, I think Calvin Ridley could step up and make some big-time plays for this team. If you want a score prediction from me, I'm going to say 36-30 Eagles, just because I don't think Atlanta's defense is going to come through clutch when they need it, and they're going to cost them some pretty big plays down the stretch, and Philly will find a way to pull away in the end. So Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts, Atlanta, Kyle Pitts, Matt Ryan, let's see what happens with them. We really don't know. Up next, we got an AFC matchup, Steelers versus Bills. Big Ben is leading the charge for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and his wide receiver pool is both young and very talented to start out with. You got guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, very physical, very big. Chase Claypool, very crafty and knows how to get open space. 
and absolute speed demon Deontay Johnson will give the 39-year-old quarterback a lot of options with a combination of speed, height, and physicality to work with this year. When we look at this Pittsburgh Steelers defense, arguably this is a top-five defense in the league, I think, when healthy. Um, T.J. Watt, former Badger, 15-sack season in 2020, had a big year, looking to repeat that as well for this Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Uh, Ballhawk Minka Fitzpatrick in the secondary, 11 career interceptions since getting in the league. And the speedy 23-year-old linebacker Devin Bush Jr., I think one of the biggest studs in the league on the defensive side of the ball besides Devin White for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's fast, he can read the, he can read the offense, and he can make big plays when they are needed. So look for that to be pretty big factor in this game because Buffalo is one of the most electric high-powered offenses in the league and it's going to be pretty tough to slow them down additionally for the Steelers looking back at the offensive side of the ball as well rookie running back Najee Harris will make his debut for this team Harris looks to fill a much-needed gap for the Steelers in their offense they haven't had consistent running back play really since Le'Veon Bell back in 2014 so that was one of the big question marks coming into this season so hopefully that gets answered as time goes on Looking at the Bills, Josh Allen wants to take over the league this year in 2021. The 25-year-old is coming off of his best season since entering the league, tallying up 4,544 total yards and 37 touchdowns in 2020. And a person catching the bulk of those passes was wide receiver Stephon Diggs. He collected 127 receptions in 2020, which was a career high for him, along with eight touchdowns. So the former Viking is looking to make a big-time impact for this offense, and he's looking to step up in big plays. The biggest question mark for this team, again, like the Steelers, is their running back room. They've had a lot of guys rotating through there. Um, Some names that pop up, former FAU Owl Devin Singletary had a bulk of the carries last year. Power back Zach Moss got some goal line looks, but wasn't as consistent as the team wanted them to be. And they added speedster and finesser Matt Breida to this offense. So we're going to find out which running back shakes out to be the one in probably three to four weeks. We have to give it some time. But... Both teams, high-powered, good overall play on both sides of the ball, solid players on each end of the ball. It should be a really good game. AFC matchups are always pretty sluggy and pretty gritty, but we're going to see what happens with it. I think the Bills will find a way to pull away in the end, but that Pittsburgh offense might have a few chances to really make some plays and get some points up and secure the win. So we'll find out what happens with that. Another game we're going to be looking at today is the Ravens versus the Raiders. Looking at this Ravens team, they're coming off a divisional round loss in 2020, and I think Baltimore really just wants to put the pieces together this year and finally contend for a Super Bowl in 2021. Lamar Jackson's leading this electric offense, and he got back his very good run blocking and very good pass catching tight end, Mark Andrews. He signed a four-year, $65 million deal in the offseason, so he will be holding down that spot for the Ravens this year. Obviously, the loss of J.K. Dobbins in the preseason to, I believe it was an ACL injury, is a pretty big blow. But Coach Harbaugh did mention that running back Gus Edwards, the former Scarlet Knight out of Rutgers, is in for a heavy workload. I pray to God this is true because he's starting in both my fantasy leagues this year, so please don't let me down, Gus. We're going to see what happens. Certified shit talker Marcus Peters at the cornerback position for the Ravens brings a swagger and dangerous mentality to this defense. Additionally, up front, veteran Calais Campbell holds down the interior D-line. Additionally, linebacker Patrick Queen out of LSU, very fast and very big, is looking to have a big-time impact for this defense this year. 
Looking at the Raiders this year, one of the quarterbacks in the league that I don't think is undervalued, just simply underappreciated as a starter, is QB Derek Carr. Derek Carr has had a very interesting career, I would say, to say the least. Looking at it, it really isn't all his fault for some of the years that his team has had, losing seasons and whatnot. I mean, he's put behind injury-plagued old lines, inconsistent wide receiver play, really hasn't found that many weapons there in his career. The thing is, the former Fresno State Bulldog has put up 26,896 passing yards since entering the league in 2014. So when we look at the weapons that Carr has at his disposal this year, uh, Hunter Whiteboy Renfro coming off a quiet season, the Clemson wide receiver, but he's looking to pair with speedster Henry Ruggs III to give their quarterback some big-time chances this season. Josh Jacobs will be cemented as the running back one for this Raiders team. Very consistent back, finesse and fast. He could bring a lot to the table moving forward. And former Raven, former Raven linebacker Yannick Ningakwe is out for blood against his former team. He had eight sacks in 2020. So trying to be a presence off the edge for this Raiders team, and we'll see what happens. If you're asking for a score prediction, I really think the Ravens will find a way to pull away. I mean, this is one of the most electric and high-powered offenses, like I said, in the league. Lots of running, option play. Lamar can tuck and run on basically any pass play that he gets. So it's going to be really hard for them to keep him contained for four straight quarters. So I think the Ravens pull away by at least 12 points to win this game week one. All right, well, let's look at another pretty exciting game for a week one matchup. Cleveland Browns versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Looking at the Browns, we got Baker Mayfield, who had a 68.2 completion percentage in 2020. 75 total touchdowns so far in his career with the Cleveland Browns. Bruiser running back Nick Chubb will arguably have a big game. I, I don't see how he couldn't. This Kansas City defense has allowed an average of 122 rush yards a game in 2020. And Chubb averaged 5.6 yards per rush in 2020. The run game will definitely be a big factor for the Browns. If they want to win this game, they have to put up at least 130 to 150 yards and score two touchdowns on the ground to even stay in this game just because Kansas City's offense is that high-powered. We know that the Browns do have guys like Miles Garrett on the defense. Garrett did put up four forced fumbles and 12 sacks in 2020. We also want to know, will this addition of, of Jadavion Clowney really be that big of an impact for this Cleveland Browns defense? Clowney, obviously very inconsistent so far that he's been in the league. He really hasn't had any standout seasons, just pretty mediocre play throughout. So we're going to find out. I mean, Clowney, not a bad player by any means, but I don't think he is an elite caliber edge rusher in the NFL, or you at least can't put him in that category with guys like TJ Watt, Zadarius Smith. Miles Garrett, Chandler Jones. I can't put him in that conversation. I think most football fans wouldn't do the same thing. So we'll have to see what happens. And looking at this Chiefs offense, I mean, obviously, I think most football fans get the gist of it when it comes to Kansas City. I mean, we've seen McCall Hardman, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, all studs at their respective position, one of the most loaded offenses in the league. At the running back position, however, we got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 803 yards in 2020. He needs to prove himself in the passing game this year, I believe, to really solidify his role as the one in Kansas City. He only tallied about 36 receptions in 2020, so look for a big bump up in those numbers. Additionally, in their secondary, Tyron Matthew is holding it down for this team, six interceptions in 2020. And I mean, like I said, we know what the Kansas City Chiefs are. High-powered offense, 
mid-tier defense can step up when they need to but they will give up big plays a lot of the time when it actually matters so I think this game is really going to come down to a one score whoever gets the ball next wins sort of scenario and we'll just have to see how it slugs out but Chiefs Browns if you're asking me who's going to win I'm going to give it to the Browns I think Nick Chubb will find a way to really disrupt this game and give the Chiefs a lot of problems up front all night and they will get the dub week one all right, and the final game that we're going to take a look at today is Miami versus New England. This will be the old battle of the Bama quarterbacks, ladies and gentlemen. Looking at New England, we got Mac Jones. He won the starting job in the preseason, beating out Cam Newton. I believe he fits Belichick's system extremely well, and the people that say Cam didn't deserve the exit he got, I mean, look at how he played. I mean, keep in mind, I believe he was coming off shoulder surgery from last season, and trying to play through that and get a feel for how he will be. But his play has regressed significantly, and I mean significantly, as a starting QB in the NFL. So Mac Jones will be the go-to guy for this team. Tight end Janu Smith should see pretty solid production in this New England offense. The former tight end is quite big and actually quite fast for a tight end I have to say he has some speed and with wide receiver Nikhil Harry on the IR at the moment he should be a pretty consistent target for rookie QB Mac Jones on the defensive side of the ball for the Patriots Calvin Noy did return home ironically from the Miami Dolphins last season he brings versatility to a struggling New England defense Donta Hightower a linebacker that's played there I'm pretty sure his whole career We'll hold it down for them still. But again, this defense is not 100% healthy. Um, cornerback Stephon Gilmore is out with an injury, and this could give Miami Miami's offense more chances in the red zone for this game. And looking at the Dolphins too, we have lefty Tua Tagovailoa. He's looking to make big leaps as a starting quarterback. Only 11 touchdowns in 2020. They did acquire absolute speed demon Jalen Waddle in the draft ran a 4-3-7-40 at the NFL Combine a nice deep threat and a nice addition for this wide receiver core to pair him with Devontae Parker and guys like that former Penn State tight end two Mike Gesicki in this Dolphins offense should have a big role he should be kind of a blanket guy for Mac Jones to look for on third and shorts check down routes things like that 53 receptions in 2020 looking for a big bump up in those numbers moving forward and on the defensive side of the ball, really their best player that I can name, Xavier Howard, the cornerback. 10 interceptions in 2020 with 20 passes defensed. Prediction for this game, honestly, could really be a toss-up because I think both these quarterbacks are young enough to make pretty stupid decisions that could result in a lot of defensive points for both teams. When it comes down to it, I'm going to give it to the New England Patriots. I think Mac Jones will find a way to give John Smith some big-time plays. I think he is the better quarterback between him and Tua, and he's going to find a way to get his first career NFL victory week one. So once again, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the long-awaited return of the Sports Burrito. Uh, expect an episode out tomorrow, sometime in the afternoon or evening. Pretty much the same thing as this one, recapping all the week one matchups for Sunday night. Watch some college ball this weekend. Probably talk that at the start of next week. Really see how it shakes out after week two. But again, this has been the Sports Burrito. My name is Sam. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will catch you guys on the flip side.